And the Oscar goes to... The Gold Derby Horses. Ladies and gentlemen, the Gold Derby Horses podcast. And I start screaming like Eric Andre and I break my desk. <laughs> my non-existent um, dry wood desk. I'm George and... Uh, we all have some things to say, but first, let's introduce uh, the folks who are on. We have Tristan. Hey, guys. Brett. What up? Jared. Hi, everyone. And in his first appearance on Gold Derby Horses, Sam. Hello. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. It's no problem. <sighs> So let's talk about what happened last night. <laughs> it went completely smoothly. It was very interesting how nothing awkward happened. The whole night was just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. much. Especially that ending. That ending was really just not jarring. Or cherry on top. The cherry yeah. on top. I was like, this makes sense. It makes sense they ended it this way. You know? Good, mm-hmm. good for them. Okay. <laughs> So, I thought the the 2019 ceremony was bad when Bohemia Rhapsody won the most Oscars on the night, and I was like, "Oh no!" Well, that's still worse. Let's be real. <laughs> oh yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. Olivia <laughs> I mean, Olivia Coleman won Best Actress that year, so you can kind of forgive yeah. everything. I mean, yeah, there's that. And to be fair, I think most of the winners here were pretty deserved. It's more how the ceremony. It's more yeah. the second, the second to last award was extremely undeserving. But other than that, I'm very happy with the awards. Here's <laughs> second to last. I've got some thoughts on that actually, but we'll we'll get there. Yeah, let's. Uh, okay. Oh boy. I was excited for this ceremony because of like the way it was going to be presented and overall the presentation of it. And I'm talking purely technical presentation of it. I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. Like how they shot it on film. Yeah. Like looking cinematic, the over the shoulder shots. I thought that was awesome. You know, yeah. The whites. Sorry. I got I got so excited when it was like Regina King just grabbing that Oscar and then just walking. I'm like, ooh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh yeah, the uh 2.39 to one aspect ratio instead of 16 by nine, it was like, yeah. That when was just, when Regina was walking through the train station, I saw someone on Twitter say, um, this is basically just Birdman, because it was one shot. Oh yeah. The and then like and then like the way the names pop up on the credits too, it's like, oh shit. Okay, whenever it first came up and it said starring Bong Jun Ho, I was like, heck yeah. Oh, and I love I okay, and like the whole Sharon, the translators fan base, I was so happy to see her. I missed her. I miss her yeah. at oh, all these awards. We'll I get to her later. Oh, she but she's she she is the best. Uh, can we start a fan club? I'm down. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. I mean, she's making a movie, so. I know. I'm excited. That'll be like my most anticipated movie that year, probably. Yeah, same. That'll be so good. Like, yeah. But like on a pure technical presentation, I thought it was awesome. And I would love yeah, to see totally. them do it again next year. Mm-hmm. I it's... like how there was 
the, the, the only people that were there were the nominees and like maybe a guest of theirs. I like that there weren't that yeah, many people there. Yeah, the, totally. the, pres- the presenters, the nominees, and their plus ones. Yeah, it, it's all more it, intimate. It, it's I'm just how... Mikey was there, though. That was cool. Yeah. It's how freaking Disney and ABC organized the event. At least I assume it's Disney, ABC. Because... Yeah. Like, it, it's that, like, we'll get to it later, but the way they organized the categories was so fucking irresponsible. I mean, it I thought was it was... all because of Chadwick Boseman. It was all yeah. because of that. Yeah. It really was. Because, look, I, I get you wanting to do that, but, like, you shouldn't do that when you don't know the winner, and especially when there's some, <laughs> when there's some form of reasonable doubt about that happening you especially shouldn't be doing that and i mean like the only reason it worked out when they got steven spielberg george lucas and francis for coppola to present the best director award to martin scorsese was because it was inevitable it was happening no matter what and everybody knew there, it. Was, there was no potential upset that year like was exactly who who were the other nominees like it, it wouldn't have made sense it was just he he swept really cleanly and unlike exactly. Chadwick Boseman, who had someone who people were like, like, is this going to happen? Is, is Anthony Hopkins going to win a second Oscar? There wasn't anything like that. 100%. And yeah, like that wasn't, it wasn't in that same little scenario like that. It just wasn't in the realm of possibility. But now you have to, but this is like, it would it would be like if I don't know how to describe this, but it would almost be like if there was some reasonable doubt that like like if Chloe Zhao had lost the DGA, for example, to I don't know, let's say David Fincher, and they got Catherine Bigelow to present the award, and then she reads David Fincher. That would like it would be like that, pretty much. It's like if if they got Halle Berry to announce Best Actress, expecting Viola Davis or Andrew Day to win, and then she'd be like, "Oh, Frances McDormand," and it wouldn't have been, you know, as epic or kind of yeah big moment that they anticipated. Yeah, and then they never do that unless they're a hundred percent sure. I think. Yeah, it's like it's like when Barbara Streisand presented Best Director to Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, it was it was obviously going to happen. But now, there's also just like, why would you present Best Picture before any other award to it's begin so with? Stupid. Yeah, like, could you that win, which was really awful? Because I was really excited to see Nomadland win, and then they they did it, and and it was just so anticlimactic, and they had to speed up the speech because it was already running over time, and it, it I I just didn't like the way they handled it. But at least, um, at least Frances McDormand got to like squawk like an eagle. That was cool. <laughs> no, she was howling like a wolf. Oh, that's right. Sorry, yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was that was great. Oh, it was it was because of um the I want to say sound producer, sound designer, um, oh. that died. His yeah. name was like Michael Wolf, and so it was an honor of him. Oh, yeah. that's weird, actually. I feel bad for somewhat making fun of it just now. I'm sorry. I know. I saw that and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Let me just make this analogy. 
Could you imagine if last year they presented Best Picture before Best Actor and Best Actress? That would have been Parasite awful. still won. Yeah, the impact wouldn't have been the same. I mean, sure, my anxiety was so peaking during that show because of my love for Parasite and I oh fucking same. It could have won yeah. and. The fact that they did it last really made it the chair on top. And obviously Nomadland was going to win. And I still would have probably had the same reaction if they did it last. It just, Best Picture is the biggest award. That's kind of a fact. And even yeah. though this year, the Best Actress and Best Actor categories were more ambiguous than Best Picture, it just didn't make sense at all. Yeah. It yeah. Just, it's, go ahead. Just this whole situation just seems wrong. Like the way they just like, like, I get this, like, creepy, disgusting feeling. Like, it wasn't about, like, Chadwick losing. It's about, like, kind of the producers using his death as, like, a ratings boost and kind of nudging you, like, hey, you want to stay? Because we're going out for this big ending, which is Chadwick Boseman. And then, like, being ha and taking, like, that away. And then they, and then they knew they screwed up by ending so abruptly. And it's... <laughs> I'm a mess. You takes... said that like they were supposed to have Olivia Coleman actually pres- accept the award for her. Yeah. Which would have been exactly. amazing because she's yeah. the best at speeches. And yeah. I would have been in for that. You couldn't even get Walking Phoenix to do his fucking job because like everyone you know, else is, was. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone right. else was talking about like this nominee was inspired to do this and then the other. And then Walking Phoenix is just like, like Shadow well, Bowman. That's Bose, who he man. is. Anthony he's Hopkins, Stephen Young. Like. <laughs> Like, that was also what I didn't like about ending on him because in if you've seen him in public, he doesn't love to be around. He's sort of very quick and just likes to get things over with in a way. Yeah. So, and it, I feel like even if like Renee Zellweger was last, it would have been better because she's more, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Her it's speeches last getting... year were awkward too, though. That's she's more yeah, I don't know. For sure. I, yeah. Usually like most years, uh, isn't it that the best actress presents the best actress from the year I, before? Oh, wait, every year. This yeah. is the first year that didn't happen. Yeah, well, why did, why did not, they do that? That's, that's not technically true. They had uh, Gary Oldman and Allison Janney presenting Rami Malek. Oh, yeah, oh true. true, yeah. Yeah. But usually it's very much like Joaquin pre- would have presented best actress this year. I was excited. I, I, I really wanted him to say Carrie Mulligan. <laughs> Uh, we'll get to that later. How about that? Because I yes. have, I, I I have my own. George, are things. you upset about that? I can't tell. Brett, can you shut the fuck up for a second? <laughs> um, let's no, just. I, I like. I would. Okay, we'll get into it later. Okay. So just going by the order of like presentation, first award of the night, original screenplay. Yes, I'm. I was so happy with this. Yeah, that was so I good. mean, like. I mean, my favorite movie of the year won, was the first movie to win an Oscar on that night. And I was like, hell yeah, let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. exactly. I also love the fact and that Trial didn't win. Heck trial yes. not winning is like even better than Promising Young Woman winning. Okay, yeah. can we just, can we go <laughs> ahead and wrong. just like, 
there were people who were worried that trial could upset because of the anonymous ballots. And I'm like, it's not happening. No, No. it was not. No, these industry people, they don't like Aaron Sorkin. And I don't think people understand that there's a reason he didn't get a director nomination. They don't, they don't like him. Not only that, he was snubbed for a few good men. He was snubbed for Steve Jobs. Like they didn't care to acknowledge him at all until the social network. And the social network was just too undeniably great for them to to snub. The other ones are like iffy, right? I mean, I love Steve Jobs, but like, I love Steve Jobs, and it's yeah. weird that he won the Globe for that, but didn't get nominated. That was the that weird was thing weird. that yeah, I didn't like. Been nominated. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then like, yeah, I mean, Moneyball was the best picture nominee, of course, that got in, and then Molly's Game probably only got in because that category was absolutely empty terrible yeah that was a nuts category <laughs> if it, was... it is kind of cool that logan got nominated though i'm kind yeah. of i mean it's not your typical nominee but it's such a cool thing to say that logan has a writing oscar nominee yeah and like if if that category were more stat were more stacked i bet you he would have gotten snubbed 100 percent. yeah and but yeah i mean it it just falls in line with the trend of the most original movie that wins this category yeah this reminds me of get out it's the same type of yeah get out but like also like with most original her and eternal sunshine and like you know almost famous parasite almost Almost famous parasite yeah i i you know sometimes when i when i think about these winners like i think about how do these winners feel about the fact that they're they won the same Oscar that this person won? How does Emerald Fennell feel about the fact that she won the same Oscar that Quentin Tarantino won twice? How does she feel oh, about the fact that she won the same Oscar that Bong Joon Ho won, or Jordan Peele, Spike Jones, Charlie Kaufman? Um, but then I also remember that Green Book won two years ago, and I get depressed that. And crash, crash yeah. one like wait, crash one screenplay. I totally yeah. I mean it won it. best picture, so yeah, yeah. and it wasn't gonna win director. Yeah, you yeah. never. I imagine <laughs> I just, Haggis. I don't know that. You're right. <laughs> I just found out that Ratatouille was nominated for best original screenplay, it and was, it, it should have won. Should have won. Yeah. Yeah. Over wait, what <laughs> did win? Over you know. Know. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe not then. Either way. No, 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 no. Has a way. No, Juno you know is better than Ratatouille. No, it's like, okay. Are you kidding no. me? No. Okay. I think I like Ratatouille more, but I, I mean, I'm glad that Juno won because it makes more sense. It got nominated for Best Picture, and Ratatouille mm. didn't. When but Ratatouille should have won Best Picture. Should have been nominated for Best Picture. It should have won, won Best Picture. Won best picture. <laughs> they should have won oh, yeah. Best Picture three years in a row. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ratatouille is Brett's favorite movie. We should yeah. go ahead and uh, add that. I, 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 I'm I like, very biased to this. I like Juno. I used to be like really, really high on it, but like now I'm like it's a four out of five. Yeah, it's fine. I don't even think it's the best movie written by a woman in that category. I think The Savages is a better film. That's a really underrated movie. Yeah, it really is. With you, really like Tamara Jenkins. Yeah, with God Himself, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, the fact that Promising Woman and Green Book are on have won the same Oscar is uh, questionable. It's it's pretty rad. It's pretty depressing. It's cool cool (laughs) to say that Promising a Woman is on a list of movies that only won screenplay with Pulp Fiction, Citizen Kane, Her, and 
get out like that's an awesome list I, i'm really that is an like, awesome that's so list. cool i agree um so then the next one was the best adapted screenplay that went to the father i um, knew this was gonna happen i was so yeah. happy with this yeah yeah tristan and brett convinced me <laughs> the other yeah. night hmm. I, I don't know man i was just thinking like are they gonna want to pass up the opportunity to have both the screenplay winners be women and you know they did obviously well, but the father's a great screenplay so i'm not we're gonna get into this we're gonna get into this later right but we need to stop thinking that they think about that yeah I, yeah exactly i really I mean, do some voters do but but it's a giant body right it, yeah, like I the mean, organization's too big for all of the voters yeah, to think yeah, about there's that. not enough obviously or else chadwick would have won yeah yeah mm-hmm I think the father winning is interesting because plays never win this award. And, you know, I, I think it makes sense in the end, like looking back at it in, in years to kind of it's gonna make sense because Nomadland is yeah. not really a writing movie, more as a directing yeah. movie to me. So I'm, I'm really glad that the father won this because th- it was my favorite adapted screenplay of the year. So I, I really like this choice. Yeah, mine too. This isn't an original thought, but someone did say that um, if Boyhood couldn't win screenplay, it makes sense that Nomadland didn't. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. I just realized. That's a good comparison. That is, yeah. I really like screenplays like that because those are two of my favorite movies. Well, okay. I'll say, like, I still think the Boyhood screenplay was way better than the Birdman screenplay. And in this essay, I'll... um, But, like... The Birdman screenplay is not great. It didn't deserve the win. Original screenplay. I'm sorry. Right, coming in with his takes. It but... didn't take. But well, that, that's like a movie where everyone always says what they're thinking at all times, and I find it. That's really kind cool. of the point of the movie, but we can talk about that another time. <laughs> okay. What do you think? What do you think should have won? Boyhood. Okay. If anything besides Birdman, I'd probably I would have given Budapest. it to Budapest. Yeah, so, Budapest. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I would have been happy with Budapest because that movie slaps. Boyhood's my favorite movie of all time, and I I would have given it to Grand Budapest. So yeah, that Budapest. yeah, that should have been Wes Anderson's Oscar, or the Lego Movie should have been nominated and won every oh, award. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a snub. I remember. Um, I was a sophomore in high school whenever. Um, the. 2014 nominations came out i was in an english class and i saw that lego movie got snubbed and i screamed in the middle of my class and my teacher told me to leave <laughs> i was in the middle of that, that's i would i would have been so disappointed if i cared when i was in the middle of math class when i was watching the bafta nominations and carrie got snubbed and i had to like contain all my feelings it oh was very dude hard. dude i was at the oh God. i thought she was a lock to win that Dude, win. I was at the gym, and I when I was watching those, and when that happened, I was like, "Fuck, I'm glad I'm working out right now." <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, um, the father winning, it's it's a great win for uh, Florian, and uh, yeah, that's a great one. So then next, I believe we had international feature, which of course went to another round. I mean, that was just. Like Yadur, of course that was happening. Yeah, that was the saddest speech ever. It was oh, such a good God. speech. I that was, was really beautiful. beautiful. Oh goodness. Yeah. yeah. It's really weird to me. Uh, we can get right back to another round, but three of the best director nominees 
had have Oscars, Emerald Fennell for screenplay, Chloe Zhao for director, and Thomas Vinterberg for foreign film, and none of them are David Fincher. David Fincher is like him and <laughs> yeah, he can't he catch doesn't a break. Oscar. Yep, he was snubbed ten years ago and hasn't got an opportunity since. No, I I think he will though for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. It's crazy. I thought at the beginning, we kind of thought at the beginning of the season, oh, David Fincher's totally winning for May. And then the movie came out and people weren't passionate about it at all. It was just a bit too niche, I think. If if it weren't as niche, I think it would have won something for sure. Yeah, well, it did win something. We can talk about that. Oh, true, it did. I mean, something for him. Yeah, I was about to say George and I stand that movie, but nobody else does. So yeah, I think it's okay. I don't mind it. I don't really strongly feel yeah. anything I, about it, it. I really love. It's that like movie. them. It was yeah, one of my favorite of last year. I thought it was amazing. Honestly, I will say this about the foreign category. I saw the movie. I did not watch all these movies. I saw Better Days, and that movie does not deserve to be there. It is. Oh, I heard that, it was so boring. It is not good. It is really not that good. It, yeah, it's boring, and it's so heavy-handed with its message too. Like, what about that two distant strangers thing? <laughs> okay, it wasn't that bad, but um, yeah. So then Best Supporting Actor happens. Goes to Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Wow, that was such a shock. I was yeah, exactly. so surprised when he won. I was totally expecting Lakeith. I thought it was going to be Paul Racy. I, I, I thought it was going to be was... close. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was going to be Jared Leto, actually. He was my prediction. <laughs> yeah, I wrote him in. <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, Daniel winning, just, I mean, he, he was like so obviously the best in that category. How do you vote for someone else? Okay, well, I, I'm about to get destroyed. I think my, my Daniel Kaluuya was like the best performance, but I connected more to Paul Racy's character, but I think that I mean, I don't think a that's note. a bad take. That's, I agree with you on that, actually. And also, I think it's because I didn't love Judas as much as like everyone else did. I I liked the movie yep. a lot, and I respect it. But Sound of Metal was really like one of my favorite movies, and yep. I I connected to him more. So Paul Racy to me was just like a character that was more compelling. But I'm not going to take this away from Daniel Kaluuya. He absolutely deserved it, and I. I've been wanting him to win an Oscar since Get Out. So, well, yeah, you repeated the entirety of my sentiments there. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you're talking to someone who is a who is probably the biggest Judas fan on the podcast, besides Jared. No, I really like it. I, I just, I just, I just prefer Sound of Metal, and I. Yeah, no, I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah, same with me. Out of all of the nominees, like Judas was one of the ones that I didn't connect to that much, but it's still a really good movie. Yeah. But like I don't know, to me, Kaluuya was just so obviously the best in that category. It's like, how do you? Oh yeah, not... it's a very big performance. It's like very much your Oscar worthy. Yeah. Type of performance. It's like it's it's definitely an Oscar worthy performance, but it's like one that like is one of the most deserved. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think I ha- I have a supporting actor list. I've seen fifty something. I think he's like eleven. So I really do love his performance. Yeah, he's. Ugh. Who's number one? Just out of curiosity. It is Christoph Waltz. 
in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, that would be my number one too. I would say J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons is two, I think, or Javier Bardem. Hmm. Yeah, those three um, are. Amazing. Yeah, those three, and they all, they all no. It was Keith Ledger, Christoph Waltz, and Javier Bardem. They all went back to back, which is insane. That's crazy. Oh goodness, yeah. Um. Then what I think happened was makeup and hairstyling that went to Ma Rainey, and then Which costumes. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, first yeah, like makeup I, team. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. I appreciate that. I'm sorry, Jared. No, it's okay. Um, as long as the cinnamon guy out there, that's yeah. what matters. It was a great moment, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then costume design also went to Ma Rainey. Um, back-to-back wins for Ma Rainey. Um, just surprisingly, say, it's only wins. Say something about uh makeup. I I predicted Pinocchio for some reason. Yeah, you did. Dollars. Oh, Tristan, I also yeah. predicted Pinocchio, <laughs> but I lost no money because I'm broke right now and didn't make many bets. <laughs> nice. I, I mean, just the fact that they had to that the, that they got Viola's like wig. It was a horsehair wig that they imported from Europe. And oh, like it was. It was, yeah, it was covered in manure when they got it. Like, That's awesome. What? Ooh. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Like, <laughs> this is something that actually happened. And like, that was like the obvious like way to uh, like, that was like such an obvious thing. Like, how do you not like give it to win if you've heard that story? I don't know. Yeah. I'm well, just it, glad it, that Hillbilly Elegy is not an Oscar winner. Uh, it's a big relief. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would have been hilarious. Oscar, but also Yeah. Remember when her um Suicide Squad won an Oscar? Gross. I uh, kind of forget. But like, it kind of deserved it, which is the weird part. Like, I'm not it like, is... like not I Star mean, Trek. what was gonna win? Star I'm Trek. with you. I think it deserved it. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I, it's, I mean, it's like the least important category. So for the novelty of an Oscar-winning movie where Jared Leto has damage written on his forehead, okay, sure. But I don't think the makeup work is that good. It's fine. I mean, <laughs> but if you watch Star Trek Beyond, like they put like full body suits of multiple. Oh, uh, I haven't seen it, so maybe that should have. Yeah, won. It, I think it was significantly better makeup. Yeah, it maybe. was. Just... Maybe the new Suicide Squad movie will get like two next year and that will like cool. dash out the first Suicide Squad. <laughs> I'm cool with that because that movie looks rad. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. wait. So, Viola Davis, is this like the second movie she's in that one makeup because she was also in Suicide oh, Squad? Oh, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. In that one, she didn't have any makeup on. Yeah. Her. And this one, she had a ton. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only two wins for Ma Rainey on the night. So then, uh, then I after that, I think this is where we get um, a little interesting. If I remember the order correctly, first off, Brian Cranston presents presents the uh, I, I don't know this per- Jean Hertzell or whatever her name is humanitarian award um, from the oh, Dolby cool. Theater, which was. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when they said, now, presenting the award for Best Director Bong Joon-ho, I was like, what the fuck? I was so, I was so confused. Do- I can't believe director was before documentary short subject. 
that that was it it reminds me of when the globes presented director before best supporting actors i was like what the fuck like like a couple years ago i mean not 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 this year that was when like that was the point in the show when i knew there was going to be a bit of a mess going forward like i mean look it was awesome seeing bong jun ho just coming down the steps yeah and i like the way he presented the category like i know but it was weird because i don't understand nothing against sharon because i love her and i'm very glad i saw her but it's weird that they did only subtitles for when he announced the nominees and described them but they didn't just do subtitles when he was walking in the theater. I, I was kind of confused by that. I mean, Sharon was translating, so I felt like in that scenario, they would, it would be a little bit redundant, you know? True. I, I think they, they did that. So they just wanted to bring um, Sharon because her and Bong were like an iconic duo last year. And yeah. having them on the show again would um, just be a really cool moment. Yeah. And oh, you know, I, I geeked out when they came on. I was like, "Oh, it's my people." Yes, yeah. and then when you have um, like like the way they presented each nominee, like Bong just like reached out and asked them, like, "What do you think directing?" Like, I, I don't know, I don't know what the question was. If you had to explain what uh, it was, so okay, what something Bong Joon Ho would ask. Yeah, what- I hope he, I hope he goes and presents an Oscar every year from on now. The answers yeah. were really interesting. Like the one he yeah. did with uh, for Chloe was like, "What would Werner Herzog do?" Yeah, and then I, I'm Amber... surprised people. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm I'm surprised people haven't like memed or talked about Emerald Pennell's answer. I was literally just about to bring that yeah, up when when she's eight and she told her mom, "I want to write stories about murder." I'm like, "Oh lord." <laughs> <laughs> the and of course, the award went to Chloe Jaw. I mean, shocker tonight. That was the biggest lock. I think that was the biggest lock. Same. What yeah. Icon, that and sound. A legend. Yeah. And I guess Kaluuya. And yeah, Kaluuya and Soul. Yep. Animated. Yeah. yeah. Both of Soul's wins, really. Yeah. So then another weird thing happened. Riz Ahmed presents his own movie. That, I, I, with, he, that was so cute like when he had a smile I loved that I mean, the moment was cute yes but like it feels weird that you would get someone to present an award to a movie that they're in like like or like to presenting an award for a movie that they are for a category in which one they're in one of the nominees like when Timothy Chalamet presented adapted screenplay last year he was at little women and i know it didn't win but i felt like it was kind of weird that he was doing that no i thought it was cute i liked it i I mean it was so obviously going to win though so it wouldn't have been a disaster yeah in that sense oh oh yeah me, Tristan, and Brett have all have met one of the sound designers on Sound of Metal on uh, Sundance freaked, New Amsterdam. Yeah, I freaked out when he was on stage. I was like, it's our boy. Yeah, That's we awesome. have we have met an Oscar winner. So I think I have. I yes, I met Whoopi Goldberg. That's I think that's the only Oscar winner I've met. She was really mm-hmm. cool, but that's nice. very off topic. I'm sorry. No, I mean that that's that's awesome. 
Um, but I mean, yeah, it is a very deserved win. So then um, he presents the award for best live action short film, which went to Two Distant Strangers, which is the only short I watched. And it was completely fucking tasteless and did not deserve to win. So I've, I've seen all the shorts and in this, like in all the categories, but in live action, they're all really good except Two Distant Strangers. So it really made me upset because the other four are like excellent. And there's such a big gap in quality, in my opinion. I literally think they don't watch these movies. And they're like, we've heard people talk about this one. It's about police brutality. They choose the title they like most. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was another uh, documentary short where that was obvious that they don't, um, that they didn't watch the shorts or not everyone voted. Wasn't it that, what was it, Skin? Wasn't that the one everyone hated? Uh, dude i watched that movie i was dying laughing because it was so ridiculous my friend and i was we were gonna watch it the other day but we didn't we watched we went to the theater and watched the father again instead which was a good choice (laughs) nice i i couldn't imagine seeing that movie with anybody else but it's interesting (laughs) um father I, i i could actually I saw it in theaters twice, weirdly. Hmm. I saw Manchester by the Sea twice in theaters. <laughs> yeah, you and Tyler um, went <laughs> together. Yeah, twice. <laughs> oh my god. In high school, we were those kids. Um, it was a great movie, though. Oh, yeah. Then I think... I'm pretty sure Reese Witherspoon was the next presenter and she did animated short, which were two. If anything happens, I love you again. Shocker of the night. Which that makes that sense because Laura Dern was a producer on that and then Laura Dern and Reese Witherspoon are like all buddy-buddy. Mm, big Little Lies. Watch that show. It's amazing. I've yeah. Heard. I've seen season one. I like it a lot. I've yeah, season, season two isn't two. as good, but it does have Meryl in it and that's fun. You. That's. <laughs> uh, don't say that, Brett. Yeah. yeah. Um. Ha- have any of you guys seen If Anything Happens, I Love You? Because it might be. Yeah. Thing. I want I to. Yeah. I should. Broke my heart. I I I loved it. I thought it should win. I did love Burrow too, though. Yeah, Burrow was really cute. Burrow was sweet. So then she presents uh best animated feature to Soul. I mean, oh, wow, that was like, insane. Yeah, <laughs> this was like the easiest call, like way back in February. I knew it was gonna it win was... the second I saw the trailer. I was like, "That's gonna win." Yeah, it it was so funny just seeing like Twitter, like when it was announced, kind of be like, "Okay, we're done with Disney winning all the best pe- best animated feature. Like, we want Wolf Walker." <laughs> I mean, there's like, like a little section of people, but oh I mean, yeah, I remember. I'll be honest, I just, like, usually I like rooting for, like, the outsider, but I, I don't think Wolf Walkers is on the same level as Soul. No. Yeah, I, I do think that Klaus should have won. I will always stand by, my, I mean, I, I love both. I, I maybe even like Toy Story 4 a bit more, but I wanted Klaus to win. Yeah, the thing Toy about... Sports underrated and Toy Story, I, I like that movie, but, like, it did not need to win no, Best Animated Feature. Win. Like, you already gave it to the third one. You didn't need to give it to the fourth. Hard disagree. I think it does something interesting and new. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
but you but, didn't um, like need it didn't need it it didn't yeah. need it but do we need any awards i think i would have I mean, went with i lost my body on that one i didn't see so that weird. i never got to see it i never saw klaus but i i, I want to see that hmm. i lost my body <laughs> So Sorry. then Marley Matlin comes out. I love her. I saw so her great, movie yeah. that, she, that she won for, and she was amazing in it. Mm. Oh, uh, Children of the Lesser God? Yeah, she was so good. Gotta we saw that. her in Coda. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Coda's great when that comes out. Watch yeah, it. August 13th on Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah. It probably won't get nominated for any Oscars, but it doesn't matter. It's still good. It's such a cute movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's I fantastic. It. I love it. Um, so then, uh, so she presents documentary short, and I, I think this is this is the first oh, category I got wrong. Me too, and I was so annoyed that I got a short film wrong. <laughs> it was especially annoying for me. Last two years in a row, I got all three short categories correct. Legit. I, I was doing so well. I, I was just sweeping through and i was saying maybe i can get every award correct tonight and then that happened i was like really really this is the award i get wrong ridiculous yeah uh i don't think many people got that though no that was a tough one call that's good though i liked it i mean it's kind of a holocaust documentary so i guess you should you guys you should have been on that a little bit but like but it, it feels a lot smaller than Concerto as a conversation, which felt like, I don't know, that one just felt like one that the Oscars would go for because it, it just yeah. is the highest budget. And it's also, like, really well-made. It's got Green Book in it, too, so. Yeah. Our favorite movie, Green Book. I think it's probably better than Green Book, though. Does it hold the scene? Does it have the scene where um, Vigo folds the pizza? <laughs> No, it, it doesn't have any scene from Green Book. It just has this, like, the clips of um, Green Book winning Best Picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just hoping that they had the scene where Vigo folded the pizza. <laughs> Gracious. I, I just have so much sustain for that movie. <laughs> oh, me too. I hate it's it. Like, I, I always, when it won Best Picture over the favorite i was so mad that was dumb i knew exactly. the favorite wasn't gonna win but like roma was supposed to it was a mess yeah, yeah. and and rome i thought by far and away roma was the best of that of those like by far and away i mean that, that entire lineup of best picture nominees is mostly overrated so bad like yeah. outside yeah. of roma i like the favorite yeah other than that like i like black Klansman, but i didn't love it I wasn't really crazy about that lineup. Like Bohemian Rhapsody and Vice, I hate. Especially Vice is like one of those movies that a lot of people weirdly like that I really just absolutely yeah. despised. I like it. I don't I, think it's a great movie, but like I think it's I one of the worst with... movies ever made. I hate it I so think much. I actually so agree with you on that. <laughs> I think it's one of the worst films ever made. Yeah. It's not as bad as Bombshell, in my opinion. No. Oh, I think okay, well, okay, well, Bombshell is, is bad too. They're both, I think, like, last year's best actress lineup. I think we really should be thankful for this year because last year, like, Judy, Bombshell, and Harriet, I hated uh, all three of them. Yeah. Really, 
We could yeah. have had Lupita. We could have had Aqua. We could have had Florence Pugh in Midsummer. Lupita. Yeah. Like, yeah, it could have been so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was a shocker. And then documentary feature. Tristan, you ready to make that Boss Baby video I said you said you were gonna make? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> My octopus teacher wins. Uh, I never even saw it. I don't know why people were so mad. Is it really bad? It's not bad, not really. No, it's, it's like, just it's just when there's other documentaries like Time and Boy State, and I, I heard Crip Camp was better. It's just dude, disappointing that something about I an am, octopus and a man connecting versus something so cute. I'm sorry, man. I, I am so freaking mad still that Boy State got snubbed in favor of it's free of, the, of those movies. Like I. I I'm not as high on Crip Camp as everyone else is. I think Boy State's way better, and I, I agree. Yeah, I would have taken out Crip Camp for Boy State. Well, I would take director. The whole agent. agent's cute. I kind of I saw parts of Crip Camp, and I thought it was really beautiful. So that's the one I was rooting for. Yeah, that's what I was rooting to. Wait, what were you saying, Jared? I well, the directors are making Girl State a documentary on Girl State which is like their companion and maybe then will be Oscar worthy. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. They have to be girls in order for it to be Oscar worthy. Says well, uh, the guy who ranted about Parasite last year. The, the thing <laughs> is, they always snub. Every year they snub the one that's the most popular. Won't you be my yeah, neighbor? Yeah, every year. It's so annoying. Yeah, it's yeah. really annoying. But they should have. It's like they're doing it. It's like they're kind of doing it intentionally. It feels intentional. It just doesn't feel. It just feels so weird. I think that Apollo Eleven was like a lock to win, and then it didn't get nominated. Won't you? Yeah. I have always admittedly felt like um, normie Academy members who probably voted for Green Book weren't going to go for Time because of how like artsy it is. So like my octopus teacher. Like, I predicted that I would win PGA. And once that happened, I was like, oh, you guys owe me money. You guys owe me money. This is winning the Oscar now. I'm calling it. Yeah, because I, I thought there was no way. But until it won PGA, I thought. And then it um, won the BAFTA, too. Yeah, yeah and then I had the to predict it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I was hoping for a Crip Camp upset because I really yeah. I, I mean, the Indie Spirit Awards this year were arguably way better than the Oscars because everything that won the Indie Spirit was genuinely my choice to win the Oscar. You can thank me and Tristan. Oh, yeah. You guys voted? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's because, okay, the Indie Spirits is very much becoming film Twitter awards. That's Pretty so much. true. Yeah. Which, yeah. But does anyone but, join? Yeah, true. I'll, I'll be honest, though. The ceremony for the Indie Spirits, it's, it's not like too professional it's it's a little no but it's uh, fun it is fun fun. yeah and i like the stephen young song that was amazing yeah um lid our friend lydia who watched it with us was very appreciative of that song yep because i feel the same way that she does i mean listen i'm i'm not gay but if i were gay stephen young would totally be my crush oh totally totally dude so spiffy Okay, we, we kind of, him and Lakeith, like, both of them are, we, we have some hot nominees this year. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
And, and I not to describe, you know, I like all that leather. Like, come on, what a legend! No, and, and like, yeah, I'm gay, but like the women too. Maria Bakalova and Amanda Seyfried, like, yeah, we had a really nice looking. Terry yeah. Mulligan, Viola Davis, and Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, Vanessa. Yeah, and Emeralds. I, I, some people don't like her dress. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty. I mean, she did kind of look like an English teacher, but she also looked really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm still curious on meds, Laura yeah. Dern's dress. Okay, Laura yeah. Dern's dress was awful. I didn't. I didn't get it. Like I, I mean, didn't get it at all. Clean, but it, it looked like she got her um outfit from Belk. <laughs> I really did. I loved part of this about all the fashion of the people. The fashion was great, though. I, I really have to say, yeah. for I, I thought that Carrie and Viola looked really good. I, I really liked um, uh, Chloe Jia's uh, sneaker. She looked like a teenager. She kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> because she has the braces, too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You know, she, I think she's like the only, one of the only people. I think she might be the only person to win an Oscar with braces on. I think that, that, that might be true. Tristan and I used to keep a list of like the hottest person at the Oscars each year. We keep a top five. <laughs> it would usually, change throughout the night. And I, I'm pretty sure usually we just put Ryan Gosling at number one. By yeah. Year. Okay. I think yeah. actually, I think actually Riz Ahmed or Steven Young this year. That's were, a, Riz yeah. Ahmed is so hot. <laughs> okay, let's uh let's move on from our simp session because. I would have yeah, to start Maria talking. About, I would have to start talking about Carrie again. Um, mm. Oh no, Maria Pakalova won the night, though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, she said. So then, I think it was best visual effects. It goes to um, Ben Shane's favorite movie, Tenant. Oh yeah, yeah, that was. That, I mean, that was obvious. I think. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that movie, but I think it deserved that win, and I think it deserved a score nomination too. Yeah, I know most people think that that score was fine. It didn't need to be there. Uh, Where was, was Travis though? Yeah, was... imagine Travis getting nominated for an Oscar. That would have been pretty cool. <laughs> he comes <laughs> to the ceremony. Oh my god! <sighs> uh, by the way, we keep uh, mentioning Ben Shane. Shout out to him for uh, watching Tenet eight times in theaters. <laughs> yeah. So I think what happened next is a production design, and that goes to Mank. I mean, duh. Um, okay, I think the father should have won. And yeah, I agree. my explanation is, even though Mank is like obviously the biggest and most grand, and it's obviously your Oscar winner, the father uses the production design for the story. And that's what I really appreciate about it, because like the way the sets change, and I think the house is just really, the apartment is really detailed. And I really like the way they designed it and the colors. It was really, really nice set. I, I thought I thought it should have won. Yeah, exactly. And plus it like this works with the narrative. I didn't notice, but I remember re- reading that people noticed that even like the tiles in the kitchen change and just little details that they had to keep to make this story mm-hmm. as good as it is. It's just so appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm not like upset about Mank winning. That's like, oh no, me neither. 
if it's... there was a um, if there was a script super supervisor award, I it would go to the father. I, I can't imagine yeah. a supervisor on that. I would probably pass out. It's so con- it would have been so confusing to make that film. Yeah. 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 So then we get uh, an upset. Ooh. Cinematography goes to Mank. Um, what do we all feel about this? I'm I'm fine with it. Uh, yeah, I'm not upset about I, it. I mean, it's I don't just, really care enough to I'm really upset. be upset about this award. I'm upset, I think Nomadland was snub. Okay, but the real snub was Minari. Like, come on! Dude, like, how did yeah. that? Okay, why was Trial, Trial of the, Trial Chica- of the Chicago? Yeah. I, no, promising Young Woman too. Like Promising Young Woman is really well shot and it's really pretty. And Minari, I think, should have maybe won. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I love Promising Young Woman. Obviously, I, 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 I mean, that's apparent to anyone who has listened to any episode of this podcast. But I had no idea. Cinematography is not the craft I think about when it comes to um, no, but Promising Young Woman. Compared yeah. to trial, I mean. I mean, yeah, get get trial out of there. Put Minari in there. Put I'm thinking of anything's in there. The Five Bloods. I don't know, dude. Anything but fucking trial. It's so ugly. That movie looks like it was shot on an iPhone by a seven year old. No, it, it like... looks. We said this before, <laughs> but it, but like. We said this before, but it looks like an episode of Modern Family. Yeah, I feel like okay. It's I like don't the Irish feel great with it all over again. Yeah. It's like the Irishman getting nominated in Parasite. Not. I think that the trial, weirdly enough, would have worked better as like a mini series. I can see that actually. Yeah. Like Queen's Gambit. I suppose. It would have swept the Emmys, yeah. Um. But it didn't win anything, so who cares? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie though. When I when this happened, I was freaking out. Like. Uh, what's happening? I, I, for a second, I thought No Man Land could pull a Mike Nichols, like Chloe Jacques pull Mike Nichols and like only win director. Oh, I thought it No Man Land was gonna win two awards only, yeah, which would have made like no movie win more than two, which like has never happened. I think that like a year worth three is the biggest amount. I don't think that's ever happened either. No, it's happened, broke back. Crash, Memoirs of Vacation, King Kong, oh, all won three yeah. awards. Okay. Which was so weird. When because um, Brokeback should have won four? Yep. Yeah. King Kong should have won none. Yeah. <laughs> what um, are you guys talking about? Crash is amazing. <laughs> I, For sure. I'll be honest. I was really upset when Mank beat Nomadland because I think. Like for me, I mean, I'm biased because Nomadland's my favorite of the year, but I, I just think the, the cinematography in that is almost like a character. And like one of the reasons why that movie is so good is because of, of like the uh, natural light cinematography and how they captured, um, you know, like the Midwest and the nature and everything like that. So I, I just like makes really well shot, but I don't think there's anything new there. And Nomadland was just like... Well- beautiful to look i agree completely a lot of lighting yes a lot of shot compositions and make in order to make that work you can always go somewhere in a certain time of day and shoot it in nomad land but you are there's a whole lot more production in order to make a movie like mank work and cinematography 
I think it's what I what I like about Nomadland though is that I saw Nomadland in theaters and it was very immersive in the sense that you felt the temperature, you felt the sunset, uh-huh. and you felt the wind, you felt it. I didn't really feel. I mean, maybe it's because of the writing or the the fact that I didn't really connect to the characters, but Mank is a movie that I didn't feel like I was there. Nomadland, I felt like I was there, which is why I think it should have won. But I don't really, like, I, I'm not mad about this. It, it kind of makes sense that it won. I think this this isn't an original thought either, but the fact that Mank led the nominations by far and it was predicted to win only one award and it was best production design was very suspect it seemed remember when amanda seyfried was the front runner that was hilarious dude i the four of us were so convinced that that was just happening yeah i love her in that movie i I do too I, i think i think like coleman bakalova and yoon are better I, well, I, I really. Speaking of, I think I actually skipped a category. I forgot supporting actress. My fa- um, that was my favorite award of the night. Yeah, Yunya Jung. Uh, she, she has the comedic timing of Olivia Coleman. She has that type of humor that really works, and I really yeah. loved her speech. It was my favorite speech. I've um, been watching that on loop like all day. It's so. Good. Oh, same. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And Hers the, and Vinterbergs were my favorite. Yeah. And the way she um, kept pulling up Brad Pitt, it was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like convinced that like that would never happen. After the Globes didn't even nominate her, shame on them for not nominating her. And uh, also the critic, it's so weird that she didn't win the Critics' Choice, especially. That's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Looking back on that, it's so strange. But yeah, I, w- I was really convinced that after. Bakalova won the Critics' Choice that she would just win the SAG, but when Ye Jung Yoon was, I I love Bakalova so much, but I think that Ye Jung Yoon was just such a deserved winner and probably the best supporting actress, my favorite supporting actress winner, in a real like in a really long time. I really think so. Can I be honest? I don't think Maria Bakalova was nomination worthy in that movie i know i know what everyone's gonna say like oh my god she had to stay in character the whole time how could you not think she deserved a nomination i don't know i'm just, i just didn't really click with that performance as uh, the same way that everyone else did i get where you're coming from but i i thought she was just like so bang on in terms of comedic timing and the fact oh, that yeah. it was like her first performance was kind of nuts because she it's she, not her first performance but but her first like major performance, like well, yeah, this. first big one. And her- also, she was super daring. She didn't look scared at all, really, during the Rudy Giuliani scene, and she was sort oh, of oh goodness, yeah. And and yeah. I, I was very impressed by her. I didn't. That's definitely for me the most shockingly good performance of the year because no one saw that coming. And then she got an Oscar nomination. So and she almost won. She was probably number two or three. Probably. Two. I actually think Coleman was two. Probably, yeah. Could, Especially with could the, have been. Could the have father been. surging. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think Ye Jung Yoon, like, easily, like, it was so, it was, like, after the SAG and BAFTA, there was really, I, I really didn't think she could lose. Yeah. Not to cool. invoke the name of this movie again, but the fact that my top two movies of the year, Promising Young Woman and Minari, have the same number of Oscars as Suicide Squad is my villain origin story. Oh, my. We have the same top two, by the way. 
Thank but you. The thing is, the thing is, I expected that to be the case. I wanted Minari to pull a best picture upset, but I knew that wasn't going to happen. I wanted Promising Woman to pull a best picture upset, but I knew there was no chance of that happening. I know Guts No Glory predicted it for PGA. I, me too. I did the same thing, but we're. I, Why I actually, do we have the same brain? <laughs> no, the thing is, I did not think Nomadland was going to win the PGA at all because it's so indie and so quiet. I thought this trial of Chicago 7 or Promising a Woman will because they're much louder movies, but they really it really goes to show what a sweep it had. I mean, yeah. once, once Chicago 7 lost WGA, that's when I was like, oh, it's done. <laughs> yeah, I was so happy. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... I think after that happened, I think, was it score that happened? I think so. Zendaya presented score to Soul. I mean, I uh, really. I, uh, I'm sorry. I think Jared. Minari, I think Minari should have won score, but I'm happy with Soul. I wanted a Minari upset so badly. That score is just oh, so good. It's so good. Uh, I wanted a marriage story upset last year too, but that didn't happen. Oh, that was the best. What were you gonna say, Jared? Um, it's kind of a little off topic, but damn, I was like not like how when they were doing anime feature, each of the nominees it seems like they picked the most like spoiler clip. Like yeah, where it was the big was climax so off- scene. No, and onward they chose that scene. Freaking yeah, Wolfwalkers then- though. Yeah, and then Soul was like the big like climactic, the, yeah, like, mon- not monologue, like, spark, the whole spark moment. Yeah, yeah I'm like, whoa, the epiphany yeah, the, scene. Yeah, that's okay. Like, good. Yeah, story. I didn't like that, and I also didn't like how they didn't show clips for the acting Oscars. I was so mad. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, when they, I was like predicting what the clips they were gonna show, and I and for Carrie, I was expecting to do like the three hours ago the ice and the whole i saw a few bottles of vodka i thought they were going to do that clip and i was so excited to them to show that and like the whole i will i wanted i thought they were going to do what they did last year when they just showed like a like a reel of like the best parts of each performance we we got an explanation on what movies they like yeah which was cool like i liked getting to know more about the actor but i wish they did both Yeah. yeah why don't you just Whatever, it's fine. Yeah, but, but we were treated again to the brilliance of the scene where Carrie Mulligan spits in Bo Burnham's coffee. That was whole. I was shocked that they showed that scene. I really was. Of all the scenes! Yeah, why that one? <laughs> I love that it's like nominated for Best Picture. And, then it, and, then, and the people who are watching the ceremony and haven't seen it, make, it makes it look like a dumb comedy. It's, it's so weird that they put that. I, I, I mean, to play... To play devil's advocate to see the other side, maybe they promising young woman is like this twisty revenge thriller, and they don't they don't want to play like too important of a scene, like the cabin scene or something like they, that. They just and played so the scene. I, mean, I would have. They should have showed the clip of her just walking, and then they should have ended it right when she got there. That would have been so epic. I would have been into that. They could have shown then, the scene where she, uh, where you know, with McLovin, what's his face? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that would have been good. What's my name? Yeah. yeah. That mon- that monologue shook me to the core. I loved that scene so much. Her entire performance shook me to the core. Uh, I know. We'll talk about her later. The entire yes. movie. Then, um, song happens. 
I actually yeah. predicted this one. I, I know. Oh, wow. I've That's been awesome. saying yeah. fight for you, man. Do you know why I predicted it? Because it was right. my least favorite one. Oh, shit. <laughs> wait, wait, no, 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 wait, no, no, wait. no. Maybe here my voice was my least okay, favorite. Okay, I was, I was about to say. Okay, but I really wanted Husavik to win because, believe it or not, Husavik is a town in Iceland and this whole origin story about how like someone from that town wrote it and i was oh, yeah. actually in that town i went there when i went to iceland so it would have been so cool if husavik won for me because i have a picture of me while i was there so i wanted it to win yeah that and it was my slap. favorite song yeah i mean it, it i haven't seen the movie but it's a, but the song slaps so hard yeah i haven't seen the movie either but it, it's such a good song oh man it's like Hear my voice is my favorite song. It's my anime theme. <laughs> so then, who was it that wrote in the group chat? Like, she did not look happy be singing it. I think it was Lid, but I might be mistaken. I thought that yeah. was funny. I, I'm pretty sure that was the last one we played during the pre-show. That should have been a sign because yeah, they maybe. always play the song that wins last. True. They always do it. I don't really care about that category anyway. Yeah. Okay. Then. Ooh. Best picture. <laughs> well, pretty, pretty obvious to me. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, like. Of course, it happened. I, I had my doubts about it, but it it it, it happened. Um, I really like that it won. I think I've actually, fun fact, I've seen every Best Picture winner, and I put it wow. at number. I think I put it twenty. I really do love Nomadland, and I think that it is a very interesting film to win. I think if COVID wasn't a thing, I I doubt that it would have. So it's interesting to see how this year played out. And I think Nomadland having a clean sweep, even though it was kind of boring and anticlimactic, especially the way it played out. I can't say it wasn't deserved because it was a really good Best Picture winner and I'm happy for one. So Nomadland would actually probably be my number one Best Picture winner. I haven't seen them all. Ever. Yeah. That or Ordinary People. Those are my top two. Ooh, yeah. Okay, I don't know how you guys are going to react to this because you could either say, boo, this is a terrible take or yes, this is an amazing take considering the mixed reviews. My favorite is American Beauty. That's, that actually, okay, so that is the other one that was in my three that might be my number one, but I haven't seen nice. it in a long time. So mm-hmm. I, I'm scared to revisit it. But I mean, yeah, th- yeah that's fair. I, I, the most, my, my most angry upset is that Annette Benning didn't win for that movie I think that's my 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 worst one I know but yeah so upset that's so hurt because she when else do you give her an Oscar and that movie won yeah it's so sad she said she was so robbed they rob her all the time like 20th century women she should have gotten nominated for she should have won for 20th century women honestly yeah she should have she's like okay well I I think she should have won for everything because she's probably my favorite actress like ever but and American Beauty really hurts. And especially considering that she was only in it for like under 30 minutes and she gave that good of a performance. Yeah, Incredible. she did such anyway. an impression. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't mean to distract the topic to American <laughs> Beauty. <laughs> Dude, we have to do an American Beauty podcast. Uh, it's my least favorite Best Picture nomination. I'll get a little less in Green Book. Oh, not uh, really. that's not a great take. <laughs> American uh, Beauty? Yeah. I hate that movie. Yeah. One out of five. Damn. All right. See, well, it gets mixed reviews. Let's move on to the category that caused me the most pain. Best oh. actress. Uh, look, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say Frances McDormand isn't a great actress and that she's not great in Nomadland, but like, and look, uh, look, 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 Every, people who are listening to me should have said, you should have expected that the Academy was never going to reward a performance that played such a character like Cassie. Okay. Sure. Oh, no, I thought that Viola Davis was going to win. I... Carrie I was, was going to be happy. Carrie was my no guts, no glory. Okay, look, I didn't care if I was wrong. I was just going to do it. Okay, here's the thing I have. Other, so my, my initial reaction was really upset that Carrie lost. But like this may seem really weird to say, but I don't think Frances wanted to win. The exactly. way she looked, she looked yeah, so ungrateful. She, she didn't so care. She didn't want to win. And, and like, Sure, it's a bit shocking that you win Best Picture and then Best Actress back to back, but she didn't even dress up. The other four nominees looked so amazing, and they looked, they would have been so much more excited if they had won. And, you know, Frances McDormand, I mean, I I thought she was good, but I don't think her performance was anything that I would, you know, award, or I don't, I, I don't, I would have probably not nominated her. But if you look at it, like Viola Davis and Carrie Mulligan were just doing so much, and would it, and I, I, I mean, Carrie Mulligan was my favorite. I think she's created a character that will be iconic for years and she's done mm-hmm. something so unique, nothing like she's ever done. And her American accent is flawless and her line delivery is on point. And Viola right. Davis yep. used mm-hmm. under 30 Preach. minutes of screen time to perfection. And she yep. would have given an amazing speech. So I'm really upset with this. And especially considering that Frances McDormand was so ungrateful with her win, it makes me upset. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from because going into the night, Francis was actually my pick to win. And that's obviously because I'm biased. I love Nomadland. And I, I think she's a big reason why I love that movie. But after she won, I kind of felt like Carrie was robbed. Because Carrie like, was robbed. This is going to be like headline snub for years, you guys. Yeah, because like if yeah. Francis hadn't won two, year, two or three years ago for uh, three billboards, I don't think there'd be yeah exactly but she has and like I don't know is is Nomadland that different of a performance from what the thing is I think three billboards is just the same character but angrier so it's just I feel like Frances McDormand I think she deserved her Oscar for Fargo but I wouldn't give her anymore I'm I think her win for Fargo is very a very good choice and a very unique choice but this was Carrie's year and everyone wanted her to see her win really and she she wore gold she dressed like an Oscar too so it's she did what Glenn Close did a couple of years ago she did the same thing and uh, it's unfortunate too because Carrie Mulligan's probably now going to win for a biopic or something I was about to say she's going for a fucking biopic transformation screaming crying shit and let me just I, I told you this in I know, DMs I know it's so annoying. the fact that she, she plays a complex character who's not nearly as crazy as someone like 
a character like a Travis Bickle or someone like that or Patrick Bateman. And the Academy just says, no, 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 we don't want that. But they see, but then when they see Joaquin Phoenix, who granted does a great job, but he's playing a not very deep character. He puts on clown face and he screams and cries. They come. They give him the Oscar. Yeah, they come their pants for it. I'm sorry to be vulgar. Oh, that's a bit. <laughs> I completely but... agree. Even though I think Joaquin <laughs> is a good choice, I, 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 I mean, we all know he should have won for the Master, but you know, yeah. you need to get into that. And but I'm Carrie Mulligan. She did something that I, it's just so crazy to me because I didn't, I didn't, I, I've been a fan of hers for a long time. I saw her on Broadway two years ago. I've always dude, loved you're so fucking lucky. Oh my god. I know. Oh my, I, I, I loved her in an education. I thought she should have won for that. Yeah, so I agree just with you there. Seeing her lose was really upsetting to me because not only have I, I, I saw this movie back in December, and not only have I been rooting for her for months, but she would have been so grateful and happy if she had won. Yeah. I, and just going back to the whole Phoenix comparison, I think it's sexist. I like I don't want to yeah. invoke racism or sexism often with the Oscars, but yeah, I think it's fucking sexist. Extremely. And also, so. like it's just and like taking a like a step away from Carrie for a second, we've had one black best actress winner. And yeah, that's, and, and Viola Davis would have been deserving in my eyes. I thought she I thought she was amazing in that film. And even though I would have been probably slightly disappointed that Carrie didn't win. Viola was definitely my second favorite and I think she would have been grateful and I think she sort of gave that type of performance that the Oscars like so it's a bit weird to me that something this subtle and this sort of you know type of performance that doesn't seem like she's doing nearly as much as the others would win. I swear to god if Netflix campaigns her lead for Maestro and Sunset Boulevard comes at the same year where Glenn Close where she's going up against Glenn Close I will quit. I will quit. But this oh, yeah. will forever. This is probably going to always be her best. Yeah, I I know that actors rarely win for their best, but yeah. come I mean, on. I, no, I, it was I, undeniable. It really was. My my hot take is uh, I think Anne Education is still her best. I just love her in that role. But uh, I, okay, I think, well that's kind of. I think Wildlife is my second favorite behind Promising Young Woman. Wildlife really would be don't. my second favorite, and then Promising would be my third. But they're all like ten out of ten performances. Yeah, she's I, she's so amazing, and also she it would just like make sense looking back. I compared this lineup to the Best Actress of 1973, and she is the Liza Minnelli. She was underrated until this performance, and I really wanted her to pull out a win because, you know, and not and it isn't just because this is like like that year there were two black women like nominated in the same category right. it, it they all lined up to the same like Vanessa Kirby and Liv Ullman it was the same like Viola Davis definitely ties in the same it was very similar and I was expecting from that like maybe maybe I'm not going to be disappointed but the weird thing to me was I didn't I thought Francis was like fourth to win I, I didn't think I she was going to win I, I thought Andrew Day had a better chance I really did I was I was shocked I I'm sorry, I just couldn't buy Andrew Day. It's just only nomination for her movie. Her movie's terrible. Not a lot of people have seen it. It just that's true. Yeah. yeah. And and it was like she she came from the music scene and she wasn't really known for acting. And it's not like a Lady Gaga who like was 
like really established with in the music scene she's only really known for like one or two songs so it was mm -hmm. it was like hard to see the support for her but she could come back like this kind of establishes her as a talented actress so I, I wouldn't be surprised if she gets nominated again I just uh, I was my I recorded my reaction I just look I, I hate I also don't like watching the Oscar clip because you could like Viola she looked like she she looked so sad too like she just she looked sad and then like put on a fake smile and then Carrie was clearly sad and Vanessa and Andrew too it just like I feel like this was kind of they a had Carrie in the dark too I know which out on... sucked yeah it was it it was kind of like gross that Francis really just went up there and and just mumbled gave a terrible her. speech too like no yeah. I, I I love Francis but her speech was really not good and might, uh, might be the worst speech I've ever heard to be honest the, I think the, that the, the, the sword of my words and I like work hurrah yeah and then yeah. she talked about karaoke I, or something no she didn't she, she yeah I, I know I keep saying it but she was ungrateful she yeah. was and she didn't realize that she just has the same amount of Oscars as Meryl Streep and almost as much as and she has the same amount of Oscars as Katherine Hepburn so this was really weird to me and you know Carrie will always be robbed I have in my Instagram bio like hashtag Carrie Mulligan was robbed or something like that <laughs> I no she's if she has to play Mama to win an Oscar I'm cutting my cock off She's going to watch, she's going to play like Julie Christie or something and then win an Oscar for that. It's going to be so ridiculous. They better campaign, uh, they better, they better pull a Viola Davis and campaign her supporting for Maestro because I, I need her to win. Maestro is going to be a masterpiece. I, I'm saying it here. I, I am so hyped for that movie. Look, Carrie Mulligan is my favorite actress in- Ever? Yeah. And- yeah. Is is apparently uh, is very apparent that I also have the biggest crush on her, but she's so pretty. She really is. I, I mean, and she's so cute, and I love her voice. Yeah, uh, her, her accent takes me off guard every time. Every time, it's so perfect. It, yeah, I know. She never slipped once. I, like from the opening scene, she's just completely. Riveting yeah. and terrifying, and what if she also has to funny. Clinton in order to get an Oscar. I also think that Frances McDormand, most of her performance was kind of walking around, and even though there is definitely an argument for subtle performances and how amazing they can be, because you don't really feel like you're watching a character and you feel like you're watching a real person. But I think that that's really mostly because of Chloe Zhao and the way she did it is yeah. why the character was so subtle. So to me, most of the movie was just, most of her performance was just her kind of walking around and looking at nature. And I don't know, it's, it's not the type of performance that wins and it's not the type of performance that should win. I, I kind of disagree. Like, I, I think Carrie should have won just because like looking back, I don't know why I was rooting for Francis because Carrie's is so like multi-layered. But like at the same time, I think what Francis did was take a character that, she typically plays in other films and then bring a, a certain depth and humanity and, and subtlety that she hasn't brought before. And it, I don't know, she brought like a certain wisdom to the performance that just made it feel very real. And I, I just really connected to that character. And I think part of the reason why is because she 
it she just like it felt very human but like at the same time I get like she was there wasn't any transformation there so it's kind of like no it didn't really feel like she was acting is what I'm trying to say it felt like she was yeah I yeah I I didn't really see a character I I saw I saw Francis McDormand and that's and I did not see Carrie Mulligan at all and I didn't even see Viola Davis at all so I still have not seen I, Tanya, and that is largely because I am salty about Laurie Metcalf not winning for Lady Bird. Oh, my oh, God. You she should have won. Okay, yes. I love I, Tanya, and I think Alice and Janie des- deserve the win, but Lady Bird is, like, in my top ten of all time, and I think that both Sersha and Alice and, and Laurie Metcalf should have yeah, won. Laurie Metcalf deserved supporting, honestly. Um, yeah. For sure. Janie's performance and I, Tanya is kind of overrated. But like the she's, point not, about she's the- not in it that much. She isn't really in it much. I, mean, I, I'm, I, I think just, the Oscars will always go for like the really big brass performance, but that's not the hardest performance to do, guys. But no, they, they not didn't, at all. They, they didn't this year with Frances, which is one of the yeah, reasons why I think cool. that's kind of cool that she won. But yeah. yeah. At the same time, like, does she need it? Does she really? And she I mean, didn't even, I think yeah. it's different because the Alison Janey like performance, I think a lot of people are comparing it to like, jk simmons but i think there's a whole lot to know what doing no they were only they were only doing that they were only doing that because they're the parents in juno that's honestly the only oh okay (laughs) um i do love allison jenny though and she's in so many movies so like it makes sense that she won (sighs) the point i was about to make though is that if i never watch nomadland ever again this is why Oh, you'll watch. It's just, it's, yeah. No, okay. Well, hmm. I'm just saying if it happens, if I never watch it again, this is why. I'm not saying I won't ever watch it again. This reminds me of like the Jill Clayburgh year. You probably don't know about an unmarried woman, but that Jill Clayburgh should have won for an unmarried woman and she lost to Jane Fonda for Jane Fonda just played sort of a sort of herself in coming home. In coming home, exactly, and I didn't like that performance, and I and then I watched an unmarried woman, and it was very disappointed to see, and also Autumn Sonata, too. So it was just kind of it's it's the same type of year where, you know, the subtle but not really difficult performance wins over, you know, the very memorable sort of, you know, accomplished performances that are very layered. Yeah, I'm actually um I'm doing a thing where I'm going through each year and watching all the nominees and I'm I I was at 1980 and I'm I'm going backwards so I'm gonna do 1978 so I'm excited. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's a really strong year. Yeah, I'm excited for you to watch an unmarried woman. That's one of my favorite films. Yeah, I think I'm gonna like that. I'm really. Yeah, it's it's really yeah yeah it's apparent that she should have won. But yeah, I put her I put Frances really low on my best actress ranking and obviously part of it's because I really want to carry but I I mean all I think pretty much all the best actors winners are really good except for Gwyneth Paltrow so you know the fact that she's really low doesn't really mean that she's bad it's just that most of these are really good performances so I was kind of you know disappointed but I guess who cares what a bunch of political pundits choose to win best actress <laughs> well Time to watch Carrie win for playing Mama. Anyway, best actor. Uh, Clinton. 
Funny thing is, she was actually offered to play Hillary Clinton and she turned it down. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm I so feel like an Annette Benning should play Hillary Clinton. Well, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, part 100%. of the reason, part of the reason I'm glad, part of the reason I'm glad Carrie turned down playing Hillary Clinton is because I wouldn't want to see Carrie play a war criminal. <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah. Not to but no, and also um, to like the whole argument that Rob Margot Robbie should have been cast. I feel like if Margot Robbie was Cassie, then it would have felt too much like Birds of Prey, and it wouldn't yeah. have been as good. Yeah, I said it. I said it on an earlier episode, but Carrie Mulligan is prettier than Margot Robbie. I agree. But okay. I'm gay, so what do what do I what do I have? To Best say actor. <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> Best actor, hey. Anthony Hopkins hey. wins. Anthony Hopkins, totally over. unsurprising for me, honestly. But I mean, I'm not that shocked either. I I was shocked more by the way it played out than yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. We we talked about it earlier, but like, I felt like I just couldn't enjoy his win, even though he is my favorite weird. in the category because yeah, it was weird of the way they did it. It was so weird, and and even though like. I prefer Anthony's performance to Chadwick's. Like in that moment, I I really would have rather had Chadwick Boseman win. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and the fact so it kind of, they kind of villainized him because like for sure. And Hopkins. wasn't he on like the mask in the goodie bag? Did you hear about this? So there was like a goodie bag, and there was like something in there that like had his face on it or something, and it was in all the goodie bags, and that just makes it worse. They were so oh, no. so expecting him to win. It was like. Everyone thought it was the biggest lock ever. It's it it was really weird that that like no one saw Anthony Hopkins coming after the BAFTA win. Yeah, but it I definitely guess... it was like a 50-50 kind of thing. Like I, yeah. I didn't think Chadwick was that locked. So it's it's weird that they'd be that confident to rearrange the entire schedule and put like Chadwick merch in the uh goodie bags. Cause like mm. There was a, a big chance he wasn't going to win, and, and now it just looks really tacky on that Also, part. imagine, like, being, like, this this renowned actor that just passed away, unfortunately, untimely at a young age. Let's not only fix the entire show so we can just revel in the fact that he won, but he's no longer with us, but let's put his face in the goodie bags. Like, that's really weird. Really yeah. weird. That's very weird. Once again, I'll say if they just played Hopkins, if, if they just did the order normally and Hopkins still won, okay, that's one thing. Yeah, but they really... Oh. Furthermore, they I, just ended it like so maybe, abruptly. Yeah, I experienced a lot of weird Oscar situations, and this is kind of on the same level of La La Land Moonlight fiasco. Oh. Because, okay, mm, this was really just sort of jarring, and they ended it so quickly. They were like, Anthony Hopkins won. Good night. And that yeah. Was I I also kind of feel bad for for Hopkins because, like, it's not his fault that Chadwick no, that, that It's Chadwick not Chadwick's win. fault or Anthony's fault. And poor Anthony this morning was like, this is for Chadwick Boseman. I'm, like, he was like, I'm kind of sorry I won. He was like, I mean, you know, poor Anthony Hopkins. And people were like, he didn't even bother to show up. Okay, well, if you were 83 and living during a pandemic and you were in England, yeah. really, were you? it's like, don't complain. Come on. And they wouldn't let him call in. Uh, they said he had to go to one of the hubs they set up uh, across yeah. Europe or come to Which, uh, that's America. Disgusting. 
That's oh, disgusting. Yeah. It was really yeah. upsetting. That's I'm, really I'm disappointed in the academy that they did yeah. that. Yeah, literally, they had the entire Golden Globes on a Zoom call. It's possible. Stop being all prestigious and being. Like, I just we need the fanciest cameras. The film you want. It's Anthony Hopkins. He's freaking Hollywood legend. Let him call in on a Zoom call, you idiots. Yeah. Is, is, is that the academy or is it Soderbergh? Because I know. Oh. He, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, because I know like Soderbergh was really in control of this and he wanted to make it seem normal and he was very insistent that everyone comes to uh, to L.A. Well, sorry, it's not a normal time, Soderbergh. <laughs> yeah, Damn. I, <laughs> I, I kind of don't like Soderbergh, so so this may be... Okay. No, I mean, I love Aaron Brockovich, but... You know. Heck Yeah. Aaron Brockovich is so fun, but yeah, Julia Roberts. I, just, I feel such bad. A queen. She's so so funny, but I I just feel bad for Chadwick Boseman's widow too because she was probably so expecting to win, and give an amazing speech that she probably prepared, and then watch it end so abruptly and shockingly. It must have been hell. She's living through hell right now. I feel terrible. Yeah. yeah. Am I the only one who thought Riz Ahmed should have won? Um, right. he, he would have been my number two. I think Hopkins is just like a insane. It's close. I, I, I yeah. think I prefer Riz just very slightly as my favorite. But yeah, I, I think I'd put Sound of Metal above The Father for ranking movies. Yeah, me too. Oh, for movies, we, yeah. We should, should we do our rank movies. of the nominees? or have, okay. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do okay. it. You don't want to. Can I briefly say something that's kind of out of topic? Yeah. Uh, Del Toro just tweeted an hour ago, drop briefly, say big announcement tomorrow, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Oh and my so, god. Nightmare Alley trailer. I'm, let's go. I'm hoping. Oh. I'm, uh, Yo. Uh, uh, it's, it's my cinema dad. He's coming back. Amazing. Are people are saying yeah. it's that Pinocchio movie he's doing? That could be another possibility. Uh, uh. Sorry. <laughs> Better be Nightmare Alley. I really I, 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 so, yeah. I stand Hell so yeah. When Shape of Water won Best Picture, I screamed and jumped for 10 minutes straight. I'm not exaggerating. That would that <laughs> would have been me with Nomad Land if they didn't do best. <laughs> that was me with or... Parasite last year. That was when Parasite I recorded my reaction to Parasite and I was like, I almost cried because I never in a million years thought that a foreign language film would win, would win Best Picture. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was pretty confident it was going to win because I just didn't see the passion for 1917. But yeah. I, I, but I thought Sam Mendes was such a lock. That was same. We all when did. I, I think we I, was, all did. I was like more excited and surprised when Bong won than when the movie won. Cause I, I mean, everyone. I, I, yeah. yeah. I was just so scared the entire time that I, I, I was so happy when the repairs I won something. Yeah. And I'm glad Marriage Story got something too, even if it mm-hmm. was even if it was a very it was the supporting actress, but she was very deserving of that. So yeah. Okay, also, what are you? Are we gonna do one? Let's do a few more things and then best picture nominees. I mean, if I'm ranking best picture nominees, I mean, all I all I gotta say is you know, Promising a Woman, Minari, Nomadland, one, two, three. Uh, what's the rest? What's the rest? <laughs> uh, I guess make the father Judas sound a metal trial. Okay. So for mine, I want to do mine 
the least the best because I like to keep my I like to keep people in uh, guessing. I don't know mm-hmm. what I was trying to say there. I, I was trying to make it sound more clever than it actually was. Um, so I would go trial for last, then Judas. Even though I stand it, Mank probably after that. I just like all the nominees. Um, and in mm-hmm. the Father, and in Promising Young Woman, and in Nomad Land. And they go back and forth for me, but I think I'll go Minari and then Sound of Metal. But they go mm-hmm. back and forth for me. Like those two are really close, which is ironic because whenever I first made this list, Sound of Metal was my number eight, and then I watched it again. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, I think bottom for me. I don't know if I like Trial or Mank more. They're both kind of eh, but I'll put Trial last because Mank is doing more and it feels more daring, and Trial is very safe. So Mank, Trial, Judas, and then the top five I just absolutely adore. Nomadland, The Father, Sound of Venom, Minari, Promising Young Woman. Mm. Yeah, I think mine would be kind of similar. Um, and the bottom, easily Trial, and then Mank, seventh. Uh, sixth would be Judas. I, I think, oh, it's so hard to rank the top five because they're all so good. I know. I guess if I'm going... By like just personal thoughts, I I think I'd go five Minari, four the father, three promising young woman, two like top two are pretty solidified for me. Two sound of metal and one Nomadland. I'm glad yeah. sound of metal. Wait, did we? I feel like we missed it. Did we miss editing? <laughs> did we, yeah, we, we did. did. I oh shit. <laughs> oh, no. Well, um, at least now we well, know that uh, sa- that editing is a sound award. And I said trial on our final. I'm so podcast. happy. I no, said I final on our metal because I, said, I was like, yeah, I happy that tri- sound of metal won. I said trial on our final prediction podcast. I switched back to sound of metal on Saturday. So glad I did help my score. Right. I yeah. I think the father is my favorite, but sound of metal is just as good. So oh yeah, I am. Father's easily my favorite in that scene. The yeah. father is. It's weird that my number one choices for the father are editing and and production design, but not actor and supporting actress. They're like both second in line for me on actor and supporting actress. So it's interesting. Mm. But what about screenplay? Uh, oh yeah, and screenplay. Um, eight. I have make seven. I have Travis Chicago. Seven. Six. I have the father. Five, I have Sound of Metal. Four, I have Minari. Three, Juice and the Black Messiah. Two, Promising Young Woman. And one, Nomad Land. I'm like the only person in the world who loves Judas, and I'll no, take that to my I'm, grave. No, I, don't, I, think, I think most of us are like the hot takes that we don't love Judas. It's like a seven. I think you're. I, I give it a seven. No, but yeah. I, I like it more than everyone else is putting it at. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I see a lot of people put it like five or six. So yeah, yeah, but but even then, like I'm I'm pretty sure most people think it's at least a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I I wouldn't put it on like personally. I I didn't love it as much as some of the others, but it's it's very well made and it's got some. I I think it was more of just. Oh sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, no worries. But, no, go ahead. Uh, it was more just because like. I think that was like a film that like really like ignited just this anger at that like I didn't 
learn about this story and it had to take this like almost mainstream film to tell me about it and I it like really ignited me in a way mm-hmm. that like no other maybe I guess promising young woman but like like I think Jesus is one of those things that really hyped me up on the importance of telling stories like these and expanding um like just yeah more stories like this and open to more learning about other cultures and knowing your facts and whatnot and mm-hmm. uh, no I'm really glad that you loved it that much I I wanted to I still think yeah. I, I again I really thought it was a great film there's yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with it I don't I felt the and same I, way um Jared whenever I saw Black Klansman I remember seeing yeah. that theaters and like that ending I remember like literally sitting in my car and like sitting there for about five minutes thinking man we've just screwed up haven't we <laughs> like yeah yeah it's just like definitely it's like oof, it's oof. like humanity just continues to screw up and yeah. i just feel like i'm just sitting here watching all happen being like what the heck yeah okay i can't find a good preferential ballot counter online so i think what we'll do is instead is we will announce for the listeners and I guess also Sam, the Toy Box Award nominations that, well, these okay. four already know, other four, um, that I tallied up, voted on by the entire crew, which is, I think I've got 13 ballots total. Not bad. Pretty good. Including mine. So <laughs> we'll start with the Everyday Movie Award, which uh, our friend Andre came up with. It's uh uh, a movie you could watch every day, I guess, named after. It's inspired by the film Every Day, which is one of the greatest films ever made. Yes, my number one of 2018. <laughs> that is that is a fact, actually. Yeah. Um, so for those nominees are Boys State, <laughs> the Impractical Jokers movie, <laughs> Promising Young Woman, Shit House, and Soul. Very weird lineup. That's a very weird lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Andre, you can thank Andre for getting impractical jokers in there. No, (laughs) not as weird as the MTV awards where Promising Young Woman, Judas, and Soul were in the same category as to all the boys too. Like that was (laughs) I saw that. That was the most embarrassing thing ever. Like it was like sure Borat sticks out a bit, but compared to, to all the boys, it's insane. (laughs) <laughs> oh i saw that that was so funny well, i i feel like it would win though it probably would it probably will uh, as long as, the only time i'll ever trust is if carrie wins all right i think she i think she will but anyways yeah it would make sense unless they give it to zendaya which i'd be like no okay best visual effects color out of space Me. heck yeah the invisible man yeah the one nice. and only Ivan, Soul, and Tenet. The Vast of Night was snubbed. <gasps> no, I loved, I loved Love and Monsters visual effects. Am I the only one? I thought that was really good. I haven't seen it. Me neither. Okay, yeah, none of you saw. Okay. Well, at least we didn't nominate Bloodshot. Oh my gosh. Uh, that Sam, really, Sam, that movie. That was the first movie I saw. Um, uh, no, that's the last movie I saw after the pandemic happened like i literally saw it and then theater shut down the next day and i went that's because i saw bloodshot in theaters um but my last movie before the pandemic was that wendy movie by the beast of the southern wild director and i hated it 
it was interesting um that was like my most hyped up thing because it looked like so up my alley it'd be my new favorite thing ever and it just wasn't but like it was an interesting experience i didn't hate it so for sound mixing because yes we still split the sound categories we're not the academy we have i'm thinking of ending things mank nomadland soul and sound of metal then for sound editing, we have Mank, The Midnight Sky, Soul, Sound of Metal, and Tenet. Now, for the listeners who are about to read, because Tenet got a sound nomination, I implore you to learn the difference between sound editing and sound mixing. Yeah. Because <laughs> you probably don't know the difference if you are complaining about this. Well, if you don't know the difference, then you're on the same level of the Academy. So I wouldn't worry. Voting for Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. and sound <laughs> editing. I, Over a quiet place. And then oh. and then nominating La La Land and sound editing. Just I I I I I've said this on the show before. When they presented it as a nominee, they had to show a clip of them beeping their horns because there is no sound editing in La La Land. I don't oh. know about that. But I will tell you, George, there is sound editing in Moraney's Black Bottom, and it's good. And yes. we've, we've already had this conversation before, <laughs> but I don't think of it as a sound editing movie. Fair. Okay. Song, Fight for You from Judas and the Black Messiah. Rain Song from Minari. Uh, Speak Now from One Night in Miami. What a Life from Another Round. And Wuhan flu from Borat subsequent. Husavik snub. Oh, Husavik snubbed. Green is green from Sound of Metal. Snub. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The plan. I like that. Okay, I think the thing about the Oscars that I don't like with this category is that the the nominees, most of them, aren't even in the film. They're just over the credits, which is why I wanted Husavik to win as well because that yeah. was the only one that was in the movie and it's Wuhan Flu was actually in the movie. So I wanted Wuhan Flu to get nominated too. It's ridiculous, yeah. So then the score, we have The Five Bloods, Mank, Minari, Soul, and Tenet. Yeah. Production design. The whole time snubbed. Production design, Emma, the father, I'm thinking of ending things, Ma Rainey, and uh, Mank. Nice. Makeup, we have Emma, I'm thinking of ending things, Ma Rainey, Mank, and Promising Young Woman. Editing, the father, I'm thinking of ending things, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and Sound of Metal. Uh, costume design, Birds of Prey, Emma, yeah. Ma Rainey, Mank, and Promising Young Woman. Then, uh, what's next? I think this is color grading. Yeah, that's a very bright thing to put. Yeah, you were the <laughs> one who came up with that idea. Uh, but we did, for this, I'm thinking of ending things, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Soul, and The Vast of Night. Heck yeah, let's go, Vast of Night. Vast of Night should have gone into effects. I don't know why it didn't happen. Yeah. Did I vote for it? I probably didn't. I was probably a dingus. <laughs> I don't remember what you put. Uh, but for cinematography, we have I'm Thinking of Ending Things, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, and The Vast of Night. 
let's be real i got the vast of night into all these yeah categories. yeah you did <laughs> i guarantee that you did uh for casting we have the father judas and the black messiah nomadland one night in miami and promising young woman in the vast of night <laughs> for original screenplay we have minari by lee isaac chung never rarely sometimes always by eliza hitman Promising Young Woman by Emerald Fennell, or excuse me, Academy Award winner Emerald Fennell. Yes. Feels so good to say that. So good. Soul uh, by Pete Doctor, Mike Jones, and Kemp Powers. And Sound of Metal by Darius Martyr, Abraham Martyr, and Derek Cien France. I love that lineup. Yes. Adapted screenplay, we have The Father by Christopher Hampton and Florian Zeller. I'm Thinking of Ending Things by Charlie Kaufman. The Invisible Man by Lee Whannell. Goodness. Nomadland by Chloe Zhao. <laughs> and One Night in Miami by Kemp Powers. We did what the Academy couldn't do and nominate Kemp Powers across two screenplay categories. Yeah. You can't nominate the same black man twice, the Academy. Bum, bum, yeah. That's just that's just a cue for me to put that in there. <laughs> so then for ensemble, we have another round: Defy Bloods, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Minari, and One Night in Miami. I love that trial got snubbed there. <laughs> yeah, we actually goose egg trial. Good. <laughs> I was so disappointed at the size because after Ye Jung Yoon won, I thought Minari was kind of going to win ensemble, but they didn't do it. Uh, I'm, I'm getting flashbacks to the film Drunks video where he said that. Oh. Then, yeah. yeah. And we've Shout had the film drunk on this podcast. so We did, and he's awesome. We got to yeah. have him yeah. back. For supporting actress, we have Maria Bakalova for Borat's subsequent movie film. Olivia Coleman for The Father, Dominique Fishback for Judas and the Black Messiah, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and Yunya Jung for Minari. Uh, my mouse is being dumb. Okay. So for supporting actor, we have Bo Burnham for Promising Young Yay! Woman. I love that. Hey. Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Alan Kim for Minari. Yes. Yes. Peter McDesey for Uncle Frank. That's the weirdest one. You can thank uh, Dan Asbell and uh, Film Buff. Yeah. For getting and that Jared, Uncle right? Frank. And Jared, yes. I, yeah, Uncle Frank is one of the most underappreciated movies of 2020. Like, if it had the buzz, best picture not me. <laughs> um, and Paul Racy for Sound of Metal. So then we go to Best Actress. Jesse Buckley for I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Sydney Flanagan for Never Really, Sometimes Always. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. Frances McDormand for Nomadland. And Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. And I'm just now noticing that we snubbed Viola. Crime. Wow, that's crazy. I can't believe we did that. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, we should have. She was fine in that movie. I mean, it's not my favorite performance of hers, but like, 
No, she's great. This is fine in that movie. I don't know who gave her that much to do, to be completely honest. She screamed and she drank Coke. I don't know. I think it was more She did what she... She did a lot of what she... I mean, yeah, I, mean, I agree her character arc wasn't that big, but... Um, I think she, she gave a lot to the role. It's just, to me, I, I think of it as more of a supporting performance. So I guess maybe I, I didn't vote for her, but I probably should have. So for Best Actor, we have Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Anthony Hopkins for The Father. Delroy Lindo for The Five Bloods. And Steven Yeun for Minari. I'm so glad my boyfriend got nominated. (laughs) (laughs) And my girlfriend got nominated too, Carrie. All right. Best Director, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari. Pete Doctor for Soul. Yeah. Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. Tomas Vinterberg for Another Round. And Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. You snub Fincher, boys. Yeah, and then we put in Pete Doctor like it should be. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I love that. And then finally, Best Picture. (laughs) We have Another Round, Boys State, The Father, I'm thinking of ending things. Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Shit House, Soul, and Sound of Metal. Shit House. That did that did well. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of us who write for the site Toy Box who are just very like in love with that movie. And I, I'm one of them. Tristan, Robert, Dan. Yeah. I'm a fan. Have you yeah. seen it? I didn't see it. It's very good. If if you're into coming of age movies, it's it's a really good one. It's about like it's it's a university movie. It looks fun. So the way I'm going to end this off. Yeah, I like propose something if it's to end it. I don't know what your idea was to end it, but um, I found a gold derby article that's like the predictions for what could be best picture nominees this next year we can well go that's gonna it. be next episode so. oh that's next episode okay because it's the way, a list the way i decided could, that they I would... could say we should do a carrie mulligan on this entire oscar year can Am you I shut right? the fuck up and stop making me sad please brett i already <laughs> cried once last night oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I was so no. I'm I legit. Did. I actually did cry. I'm embarrassed. I almost I did. I almost did. If Parasite lost, I would have cried a lot. Oh, dude. I only kind of got teary eyed with the West Side Story trailer because that was beautiful. I'm gonna be the I biggest damn in that movie. I cried when I bit into my Domino's pizza because it was really good. I uh. <laughs> 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 I, I still haven't seen the West Side Story trailer because uh, Tristan, after this finishes, we're screening it. No, <laughs> wait, Tristan, it's called Canadia. No, because they said Canadian TV. At oh. the, they they show different commercials. Yeah, I thought you said yeah because they didn't show it can- Canadia, and I was like, you live in Canada. Why do you call it Canadian? <laughs> so, the way I have been wanting to end this podcast off for. The entire season is I'm going to put everyone on the spot 
and I'm going to say, what is the best call you made early on, and what is the worst call you made early on? Oh, best call I made early on was um, predicting Sean the Sheep Farm again and getting an animated film. That was uh, definitely a big call. Okay. Sam, what about you? Okay, my worst... Yo, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. So, uh, like the week before the Oscar nominations on CBS, Ellen Burstyn posted a, had a whole one-hour segment on her career, and I was like, oh, they love her. She's going to get nominated. So I said, I said that all the nominees... I said that Amanda Seyfried and Maria Bakalova were not going to get nominated, and that Jodie Foster and Ellen Burstyn were. And I was, oh. and I also said that, yeah. And I also said that, like, Ma Rainey and One Night Miami, but we all kind of said that they were going to get nominated yeah. Best Picture. Yeah. And my best bet was obviously Hopkins. Cause well, I mean, I mean, like, more early calls, like, early on in the season. Like, ah, like nomination-wise? I guess so. Um, you could I talk think... to Wins, too, but... I mean, it's really hard to think. <laughs> I thought that Sound of Metal was going to get completely shut out, too. That was another one that I regret. I thought that Promising Young Woman was going to get editing. I didn't. I, that was kind of, I don't know. This is weird. What was my best call? I mean, I called it getting the editing nomination, too. Before, Like, yeah. I called that real early before anyone else did, I think. Oh, oh, I said, I didn't put him in my top five, but I said if there could be a Cold War situation like the day before and that Thomas Vinterberg could pull off a Pavel Poplikowski and get nominated. Dude, I didn't even I, put him in my... I had him in my five. And then I took him wow. out right before the nominations and I am pissed. <laughs> I still so hate funny. myself. Uh, Jared, best call you made and worst call you made? Oh, gee, this is hard. Worst call, I have a lot. I guess Soul for Best Picture, because I was really rooting for that. Um, I had Ellen Kim in for Minari for Supporting Actor. Um, best call? Um, I guess Nomadland winning, um, best picture because I felt like even when it was first announced it was like like okay that camera's gonna eat this up it's been number one on gold it was number one on gold derby since September so yeah yeah. Uh, okay but you're also putting me on the spot I'm a person that needs like 10 hours (laughs) Jared I have the same one too I I had Nomadland winning since like February or something like that. And Brett, uh, I forgot to mention I forgot about your worst call. My worst call? Um I was really gunning on the fact that Soul is gonna win Best Picture. (laughs) Um what is another one? Oh yeah, (laughs) there was a while back when I was like, oh yeah, Glenn Close, she's gonna win for Billy We all thought that. Oh that doesn't count though. Like, let's just say things that everyone expected to happen. I let's... think that um, Glenn Close could have gotten nominated for Best Documenter. Tristan, what was your <laughs> worst sorry. call of the entire season? 
So my best call was the Nomadland early, very early on. But uh, my worst call was definitely, and you guys know this, I thought before I saw Tenet that it was going to not only be nominated, but win Best Picture. And I was confident. Yeah. I thought there was no way it wouldn't win. And I wasn't even that hyped. I, I just thought this is going to be like a huge deal because of COVID. It's the one big movie that's coming out. It's the one that everyone's going to band together and and celebrate and this is going to be Nolan's year and uh yeah that did not happen (laughs) um for me my best call I mean there's a lot of good things I could do uh one I call promising a woman winning screenplay in January before the indie spirit nominations even happened I was like this is happening and I didn't change it at all. I even called trial losing before then, but I was like going with Minari. So I guess that's my best one was trial losing screenplay. My worst. My worst call. The little things getting a best makeup nomination, maybe. Ooh, I had to call that it was get it would get score. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm I'm trying to think of a like. Oh, here's one I called early on. Tenant getting snubbed in sound. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. I think my best call was that I thought Andrew Day was gonna win the globe. I was like the only person and I'll explain why because uh, one, I didn't think that they would give Viola the award because Maureen didn't get into best picture at the Globes and even though obviously United States versus Billy Holiday didn't, they, that movie was never expected to and because it came out like the Friday before the Globes and I heard about the whole controversy with having no African American members, I thought they were going to give it to all people of color and I really like I, and I realized it's so the type of performance that the Globes love to give it to and I called that but yeah my worst call was yeah I remember at the beginning of the season I thought Ellen Burson was gonna win that's what it was I thought she was like a lock to win which was the weird part um in all fairness I don't think the uh controversy of the lack of uh black members um is uh what caused Andrew Day to win the Globe I, I think that just I broke. know it was a weird suspicion yeah I know yeah um oh Tristan I I remember another bad call you made I'm sorry to call you out but you said <laughs> Malcolm and Marie was a really good picture oh yeah and I said Cherry oh my god yeah. I, a lot of <laughs> Dude, I, I was so accurate like in 2019 I think I in in April I was looking at my predictions from April 2019 and I got six out of nine of the the best picture nominees right and then this year i i like totally messed up well considering the circumstances yeah okay oh last year i got nine out of nine i got all that but this year i got six out of eight wait nine out of nine when like yeah i predicted ford versus ferrari to get nominated oh i did too i i mean like uh I'm talking about like back right after the 2018 Oscars happened. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I predicted like Jojo Rabbit back in April. 
Well, if we're going to talk about stuff like that, I made the call that Goldfinch was not going to get a single nomination really early on. Everyone told me I was crazy. It's happening. It could maybe win Best Picture. And then the reviews came out and I was like, I was flexing so hard and everyone for a week. <laughs> Gold, Goldfinch was my most anticipated movie and I never saw it. I never saw it either, but I never knew about it really. I, I didn't, I, I just didn't, I just don't want to watch it. And I'm going to make a call right now before, ahead of our 2022 Oscar podcast. The last duel that everyone's talking about is not happening for best picture. I'm just going to say that. I am going to make a prediction right now. This could either go miserable or amazing. I think Emma Stone might win a comedy Golden Globe for Cruella. Like, I kind of think she will. I don't know if that's... Well, I I just feel like, if anything, it's a lock for costume. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and and costumes, definitely. We will find out more when we do our next episode about 2022 Best Picture Contenders. Thank you all for watching and uh, or listening, I should say. And please enjoy our brand new cover for this podcast. Sorry, Brett, to replace your old one. Um, but yeah, enjoy the new cover. And uh, yeah, let's see how badly we flop on our faces come next February. <laughs>